Well, um, what are we reading today? You know, let me go get my book. Because it's not actually <laughs> next to me. Shall we read a poem? Hello all and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. And I'm Lauren. And you probably can't tell, but my throat is a little sore because I was doing karaoke again last night. <gasps> tell us about the karaoke. Well, uh, so I did two songs that were a little rough on my voice. I did Valoria by the Pixies, and I also did Where I End and Where You Begin from Radiohead. And the Where I End and Where You Begin on its own isn't too bad. It's somewhat in the lower part of my range, so that can be a little stressful. But mainly it was like screaming at Valoria that, that did it to me. Oh, I cannot wait to return to karaoke. I haven't done karaoke in ages. It sounds like a blast and a half. So when's Canada going to open, or even should it open? Well, they just, BC, in their four-stage reopening, BC just went to stage three, uh, mm-hmm. which means that masks are no longer mandatory. Um, they are recommended, but private businesses can still you know, require them. And my better half just got her second dose, and I think my second dose is coming this week. Good, good, good. Yeah, I would love to come up and see you, but that's not allowed yet. If the border doesn't open this month, I will be very surprised. Okay, okay, cool. I've been like thinking about sending you a package, and then I'm like, but I want to just see Russ. Why don't I just go up and see him? It it would not be necessary. I see a cat paw behind you. Oh, yeah, that's Minerva. Let's see if I can bring her into frame more. Not that anybody can. Oh look, the- there's. Oh, here she comes, and she wasn't bothered by that. You just, you just slid a chair, and she didn't, she didn't mind that the chair was being slid. Yeah, she really oh, trusts me. Oh, she looks a bit irritated, but she looks more sleepy than irritated. Oh, she always has that look on her face. That's a nice chair, too, by the way. Yeah, it was. Uh, my friend found it on the side of the road, like almost all of my furniture. GM Chrysler. That's a nice chair. I mm-hmm. want that chair. Um, but yeah, it is not as hot. As it was previously. Uh, when last we recorded, we were both mostly naked. And mm-hmm. uh, now we are both clothed because, you know, the the environment has gotten its crap back in order. Yeah, it's only in the high 80s today. And that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah, so uh, this podcast is released one week after it's recorded. And so today is July, actually July 4th and happy america day yeah we're all shaking in our shoes a little bit uh worried about how many things people are gonna set on fire it will be so many things yeah we already had uh two deaths today in portland from fireworks from from fireworks yeah (laughs) oh my and i i'm not editing out that laugh because it it paints me as the monster i truly am but how on earth? Like, it's not, the sun has not set yet. How do you have firework deaths? I don't know. It happened at like 3 a.m. this morning. Like, did a fella just uh, do it for the vine and he just put a firecracker in his mouth? It's, or It's like... unclear what happened. Uh, the, uh, an apartment complex caught on fire from the fireworks. And it's unclear as to whether it was outside fireworks or maybe somebody was letting off fireworks inside the apartment building. We're not really sure. Oh, madre de Dios. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, in um, BC, uh, they decided to burn down an entire town. So, you know, that's a thing. Does anybody know what caused the fire in Lytton? Uh, they, uh, to my knowledge, they don't. You know, I am 
I, I'm not privy to arson investigation, but well, um, what are we reading today? Today I am reading Helping. <gasps> Agatha Fry. She made a pie, and Christopher John helped bake it. Christopher John, he mowed the lawn, and Agatha Fry helped rake it. Zachary Zug took out the rug, and Jennifer Joy helped shake it. And Jennifer Joy, she made a toy, and Zachary Zug helped break it. And some kind of help is the kind of help that helping is all about. And some kind of help is the kind of help we all can do without. I am curious as to the whyness. Oh, it's uh, not cheerful as usual. Well, uh, d- dare we explore? No, oh, it's cancer again, as usual. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I went over past a neighbor's house, and she was having a yard sale. And even though it was outside, she was requesting everybody wear masks because she's going through her second time around at chemo. And so mm-hmm. I sat down and chatted her with her for a while. I was like, hey, I one of my best friends just recently got diagnosed with cancer and she was having a really hard time with chemo. Do you have any advice? And so we chatted for a while and she said one of the biggest things is people do want to help, but they don't always want to do the things that you need help with. They usually mm. have something they want to help with and it may not be what they need. A lot of people really want to help with food, for example, cooking and such. And... The issue is that when you're going through chemo, you don't really want to eat. And Mm. when you want to eat, it's usually very specific things. And so meal help, while it's nice for the caretaker of the person who's sick, it's not necessarily helpful to the person who is sick. Hmm. Mm. So did she... That is an excellent identifier of the trouble. Did she offer an ideal situation for her? Uh, well, both my friend, she said, both my friend and this lady who I just talked to, like one of the things they need the most help with is yard work because they don't have any strength to do it themselves. And they're not supposed to be out in the dirt anywhere where they could pick up microbes that'll ravage their crappy immune system. And on top of that, uh, stuff like yard work has increased chance of minor injury. But when you're going through chemo, your scratches and cuts don't heal very well. In fact, when I saw her, she had this nasty laceration on her leg that had obviously been festering for a while because she was working on her scooter and she hurt herself. And it's, you know, it's not a serious injury, but it's not going to go away. Yeah, minor injuries are anything but minor when you have a compromised immune system. Right. So there's this concept I saw on Reddit. I like this subreddit called Just No M-I-L, which is Just No Mother-in-Law, because I I, do not follow that, and now I have to. I don't have a mother-in-law. And so the stuff on there is just popcorn drama that has nothing to do with me. Things that I can identify with, like just no SO, which is just no significant other. And I've had some shitty significant others. So that's the sort of trouble I can identify with, and that stresses me out. But (laughs) But I enjoy somebody else's drama that I can't relate to. Uh, and Makes one, sense. Yeah. And so one term they have on there is HLEP, which is H-L-E-P. And it's when someone, typically your mother-in-law, wants to come help. But instead of doing the things you need them to do, they commonly it happens when someone has a baby and the mother-in-law comes to 
help around. And what the mother-in-law does is just hold the baby and do all the fun things with the baby and while the new mother just has to do all the hard work. And so that's the halep. And so a lot of sometimes it's really well-meaning. And in case of, you know, food trains and things like that for people going through chemo, it really is with the best intentions, but it's not, it's not helping. Huh. What it, wow. I suddenly feel like I have a lot of questions. Um, an excellent choice from the poem, like, the road to hell is paid with good intentions, right. such as it is. But in learning about this, did you then immediately think of times that you had unintentionally been a hlepper? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, definitely. But just like my friend who's going through chemo her second time, I have been helping a lot of people with cancer. And so this is not my first time doing it. And so yesterday, my friend was feeling really sick. And I was like, hey, I'd like to come over and help out. And she was like, I don't know, I feel really sick. And I was like, here's what I'm going to do. I have some solutions, I think, to the problems you're having. I'm going to come over, I'm going to play nurse for a moment, and then I'm going to leave. And so what I knew she needed was something to help with nausea and something to help with the bad smells that chemo makes her really sensitive to smells. Mm. And so Mm. I was like, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to come over with some ginger pills, some oil of oregano, and then I'm going to try to create a chemical posy for you to deal with all the bad smells that you're having. And you would not know that if you hadn't watched a lot of people go through chemo. It's a shame that you have this book of knowledge, but it's a boon that you have this book of knowledge. Right. And I was talking with my friend who's going through her second round of chemo. She was like, oh, why don't you, there are a lot of things that you can do to help out. And I was like, my friend and I kind of have a deal. Like I deal with medical stuff and I don't do other things because I will burn out otherwise. And uh, my history with this kind of thing makes it so that I really, I'm good at doing caretaking. I want to do it, but it's also kind of traumatic. Like the medical caretaking that I know how to do also has a huge history to me. And so right after I was done helping my friend, I had to just go home and hang out on the couch for a while because I was just depleted from doing not much because it was just so emotionally difficult for me. Any medical care, people often don't think of it. As you say, you know, cooking food is easy for, you know, it's it's an easy out such as it is. But medical care, I mean, there's an intimacy to it. Right. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a proper, you know, this is this is a very involved process if you're going to do anything that is caregiving to someone. Right. And on that day, it was part of her, you know, saying, this is really awful. I want to die. And, you know, I was like, hey, you know what? This is totally normal. What you're feeling is super common. A lot of people going through chemo want to die because it feels so awful. And I am glad you're doing this. But, you know... That's what that's what how that's how people feel. And you know, it takes emotional energy out of yourself out of someone to say, "Hey, it's okay that you want to die. This is normal." Well, what what cliché thing can I say now other than good on you? Well, I mean, I think it helps me to say these things. It helps me figure out why I'm so goddamn tired all the time right now. <laughs> last week we didn't really mention well, maybe for the last 2 weeks we didn't really mention your friend very much at all. Yeah. And uh by and large, you know, uh, other than that experience, on the whole, the coping situation doesn't sound like it's going the best. Oh, no, I think she's doing great. 
Oh, okay. Like she said to me, like I had no, I like she was saying she wants so feel so awful. She wants to die. If she had no idea it was going to be this bad, but I did. Mm, like okay. I knew going into this how bad it was going to be, and I wasn't going to tell her because I didn't want to discourage her. Oh, yeah. So okay. when she says something like, "Hey, this feels so bad, I want to die," I'm like, "Yeah, it's real bad, and you're gonna feel like that a lot, and I'm sorry about that." But this happens to everybody who's going through chemo, or at least the really significant type that you're doing. So she's having a, like, from my experience, a very normal response to what she's mm, going okay. through. Well, good. All right. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, not good. Like, that's the wrong word, but no, good just, for the situation. Yeah, I just want to be reassuring. Like, this is normal. Like, I'm sorry it sucks so bad, but, like, you're not weak. You're not handling things poorly. This is how it is. Does your friend find benefit in like THC or anything like that? Uh, unfortunately, she has an allergy to marijuana and hops. So, <sighs> yeah. Awful. Yeah. Brr. <laughs> well, uh, I, I was going to do a poem, but, you know. It's... Let's not make it all about cancer. And I feel a little guilty bringing all this up because like. Why? That's the that's literally the point of this podcast. I know because I kind of want to hide. I know I'm not suggesting that my friend listen to this and I'm hoping she won't. But like. I am a little nervous that she'll listen to it and she'll hear me. And I know she wants to hear this. I know she wants to to know how I'm doing. And I know she doesn't want to cause me all this intense trauma that it's causing me. But on the other hand, this can't be helped. Like, I want to help. I want, I want to be doing this. I wish circumstances were otherwise, but I want to be doing this. And I don't want her to feel guilty about it. I have no frame of reference. I have no horse in this race. Um, but... If this were one of my friends, uh, I think this is the perfect outlet, and I think you right. are doing and saying right. exactly the right things. Right. And the other thing is I'm worried her friends will listen to it, because I'm, I'm not worried about anybody judging me at all. What I'm worried about mm. is, you know, what my friend is worried about is putting stress on other people through my disruption. Like, uh, there's the concept of, I don't know if you've heard of it, the, like, uh, support in, dump out. Okay, so that oh, is vaguely. Yeah. Now, uh, p- pl- please enlighten because I forget who invented than, this. Yeah. I read this essay a long time ago, and we'll have to link to it because it's a brilliant thing. Uh, but imagine some concentric circles, and in the center of the circle is the person in crisis, and in the next uh, circle is stuff like people like uh, their partner, their family, things like that. Then the oh, next one out yes, would be bells are ringing. Yeah, yeah. The next one out would be more distant family and close friends, and then out, you know, coworkers, etc. And so, I feel like my job is to support my friend as much as possible, support her partner as much as possible, and family, and anybody who's not those people, I can dump on, but I can't dump on her or her partner and family. Yeah, S- support in crisis. Out. Yeah, yeah, support yeah. in dump out. And so any anybody who's not in those in those uh, immediate close circle is fair game for me to just just release my <laughs> shit upon. <laughs> and, and and I slash this podcast slash listeners at large are completely fair game because oh yes yeah oh yes so I just don't well, want anybody great. in that closer circle to listen. Ah uh, yeah 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 and and if they do it's not I would argue it's not dumping you are putting this out to the world at large and the world at large is not that circle yeah that's true but uh yeah yeah, so oh lord um my uh, my poem so this is the bagpipe who didn't say no by shell silverstein 
Actually, you know what? Here's something. The Bagpipe Who Didn't Say No is one of my friends who is sick favorite Shel Silverstein poems. Oh, no. Okay, let me turn it on then. Okay. Yeah. All right. I gotta, I've got to do this good then. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the Bagpipe Who Didn't Say No. It was nine o'clock at midnight at a quarter after three when a turtle met a bagpipe on the shore side by the sea. And the turtle said, My dearie, may I sit with you? I'm weary. And the bagpipe didn't say no. Said the turtle to the bagpipe, I've walked this lonely shore. I've talked to waves and pebbles, but I've never loved before. Will you marry me today, dear? Is it no you're going to say, dear? But the bagpipe didn't say no. Said the turtle to his darling, Please excuse me if I stare, but you have the plaidest skin, dear, and you have the strangest hair. If I begged you pretty please, love, could I give you just one squeeze, love? And the bagpipe didn't say no. Said the turtle to the bagpipe, Ah, you love me, then confess. Let me whisper in your dainty ear and hold you to my chest. And he cuddled her and teased her, and so lovingly he squeezed her. And the bagpipe said, Said the turtle to the bagpipe, Did you honk or bray? Or nay? For auga, when you're kissed, is such a heartless thing to say. Is it that I have offended? Is it that our love has ended? And the bagpipe didn't say no. Said the turtle to the bagpipe, Shall I leave you, darling wife? Shall I waddle off to woedom? Shall I crawl out of your life? Shall I move, depart, and go, dear? Oh, I beg you, tell me, no, dear. But the bagpipe didn't say no. So the turtle crept off crying, and he ne'er came back no more. And he left the bagpipe lying on that smooth and sandy shore. And some night... When tide is low there, just walk up and say, Hello there, and politely ask the bagpipe if this story's really so. I assure you, darling children, that the bagpipe won't say no. Such a sweet and sad poem. (laughs) Such a sweet and sad poem. And I had no idea what I wanted to do with it, like or like what why I wanted to read it. Um, it's strange, and I don't really know where to classify it. And um, it has kind of the air of a shaggy dog story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing that's interesting to me about it is uh, the feeling I had about it as a child, which is it is a sweet, funny, and sad poem, and a little odd feeling I have it about it as an adult, uh, and the. T- the phrase didn't say no. Uh, it is. It's real consenty. Like yeah. it's uh, in that lens. It's super. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's, 
it's an okay thing for children to think about inanimate objects. Yeah. It's not the bagpipe okay doesn't have agency. Right, 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 right. It's not okay for, for people to think this about like crit- like humans and sometimes even critters, but it's an okay thing to think about inanimate objects. And, and I, especially in my youth, had a tendency to personify inanimate objects. And so to me, they had a fictive agency, and I obviously rationally knew they didn't, but emotionally I kind of had a feeling that that I may do something to hurt or offend them. Like, oh man, one thing I uh, would do... Okay, I was a real anxious child. Let's preface that. Uh, <laughs> Hello, friend. Yeah, and at night, I had this stuffed tiger cub called that I called Sierra. And I would hold her on my chest at night. And I would think, if someone came into my room and tried to stab me in the middle of the night, they'd... Uh, stab Sierra instead. And so I, you know, I couldn't ask Sierra whether she agreed to be my protector. She didn't say no. <laughs> but she would have happily done it. I know. She probably would have. It's probably why, like, like Toy Story, it's, the, it, it's a silly movie idea, but boy, it sure does resonate. Yeah. Like no no matter how smart you are, if you ha- if you hold a toy from your childhood, it's still that creature. Like yeah. it's still alive. It's still yeah. part of you. The one I ca- have kept is Sierra. Well, I'm glad all you listeners out there enjoyed the last two weeks of uplifting, and mm. uh, we're back to our usually scheduled content this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny now. I find myself with possessions that are. Like almost materially worthless, but just just the experience that they provided. They almost occupy the same personified place in my mind. Mm, like what? Well, like I uh, I have. Well, like here I'll, I'll here. So this ah, is yes. the wand that chose me at Ollivander's in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> and it's 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 what? It's a $5 piece of plastic? Like I mean oh, it's Oh, it looks not, like wood from here. It's not even It does look wood. like wood. It does but it's not. It's it's plastic. It's just a it, it's it's a nothing. I think it costs $20, you know. I'm judging. Yeah, it's 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 just plastic. But because it uh, it was the experience it chose me, I pointed it in the and the spell cast and it's meaningless. I mean, mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. anything. It's yeah. But yeah, so the human condition such yeah. as it is. does it does it so it's meaningful, but does it have like a personality? Does it have? Yes, it's made of uh, it's made of fine wood and has a dragon heartstring core. And uh, but does it have a personality? In... Oh, very much. It's okay. it's it's me, but a better me. Like it's me, but cockier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, as though that were a thing. But if you. If you return it to the wizarding world, it can cast spells. It has a little like infrared tag on the end of it, and and there's places where you can cast spells with it. Oh, so if you brought it back to Disney World or wherever that is, you the wizarding Universal Studios. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it it operates things like if you want to turn on the water fountain in the wizarding world, you you cast a spell at it. Oh, okay. I can see why this is charming. Nerd. Well, shall we leave our listeners with something uplifting? Sure, what do you got? 
Isn't that funny? You're asked if you have something uplifting and like all of the wonderful things you were thinking about throughout the course of the day just go out the window. Well, I could talk about Minerva for a second, I guess. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so Minerva is named Minerva because she was a foster cat of mine. And the internet thought she looked like an owl, which is true. And so they were saying Minerva or Athena. And I went with Minerva. It seemed to fit her better. But uh, to me, she's not so much the goddess of war and wisdom so much as in the Adventure Zone Amnesty, there is this uh, alien warrior named Minerva who's kind of real brash and headstrong and not always the best decision maker. And so that's why I went with Minerva. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Shall We Read a Poem? Get vaccinated. Enjoy life. Put on a mask where you need to. Thank the skies for every golden opportunity in your day. And tell someone you love them today. All right. Thank you, everyone.